So this is our month of Aman and Chalath. Amen. Amen. And um, on Sundays, by the grace of God, we'll be learning and climbing on our levels of belief, isn't it? In God and in his chosen servants for us. See, some of you, even when it comes to servants, there are levels. If it's reverend, that's fine. But this kind of shepherd, shepherd, who are they? <laughs> and what do they actually do? Are you anybody in particular? <laughs> People can ask questions. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, you know. Is that an apprentice pastor? <laughs> but we're going to read the scripture again. And today we are going to set our eyes on the latter part and see where we get to. Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. We're going to read the Amplified. I think this is a verse that, you know, hopefully, I, I don't know. By now, if you are in CICC, there are certain scriptures that you hear the whole month. At least memorize some part of it. I beg you. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least, you know, so that when you also ask what scripture do you know, you can say, you know, the Bible says in Second Chronicles 20, 20, you know. If you can say the whole, you say the latter part says. <laughs> Sometimes when they say part A and part B, you wonder how they determined what portion was the part A, what portion was the part B. So they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Amen. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be. You know, as we go through there, you come to realize that it's not easy to believe. It's not easy to believe. And we also come to realize that unbelief is evil. But Revelation classifies it with murderers and, you know, adultery. They are there. On that list, we also have the unbelievers. <laughs> Do you understand? So we have to learn how to grow in our belief. Do you understand? Because the more you have belief in something, the more you will benefit from it. That's why those who worship stones see the stone manifest. Those who worship a cat will see the cat manifest. Do you understand? Yeah, those who, whatever, you, you know, there are some parts of the world, there's a certain place I know in a certain place, you know, <laughs> every house supposedly has some God, but when you go and say, where is the God, they'll show you a stone, they'll show you a rock, they'll show you a chair, they'll show you something, and they say, they'll show you a tree, they say, this place is holy ground, <laughs> you know, and because of my unbelief, that thing will not matter to me. Do you understand? And will not even mind me. And me too, I won't mind it. Do, do you understand? But for those who have decided that they believe in it, oh, it will do whatever it will do for them. Good, bad, ugly. Do, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. You know, because everything can generate its power. Everything can generate its power. You know, when I was young and they used to have some of these festivals, we had a, like a helper, house help who also really liked it. So the only way she could go to it was to take the children that she's supposed to be looking after. You know, and of course, out of our ignorance, we thought it was such a joyful thing because they also had some yellow food they used to serve with, you know, some, yeah. But we didn't realize that they put a pot on some of these young girls' head and they are almost naked with uh, powder poured all over them. And then you see them singing some songs, something, something. Then they begin to manifest. They begin to, and we thought it was just so funny. <laughs> you know, but really those were spirits that were manifesting. Out of all these, uh, what do you call it, non-living items. I don't know if I make sense. So we are talking about non-living. I'm telling you how far Christians 
we have belittled what we are supposed to believe in. Yeah. Because if you look at all these items that are people have more faith in than we that we say we have a big God, we have the biggest God, we have the best, the king of kings, look at your level of believing him. And those who have a stone and their level of belief in the stone. And the importance to which they place on it. Sometimes a child is born and they just decide that this child is a God. And because somebody has taken that decision, immediately they begin to worship the child. And then they bring the sick people to the child. And the child is able to touch them. Yeah. And then they say after a certain age, the child's God grace goes. <laughs> and then you have to bring another child. Hmm. Yeah. So the scripture is saying that believe his prophets and you shall prosper. What it means is that the shepherd, pastor that God has placed over you is there to help bring out what the Lord has already placed on you. So the, 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 the prophet, the servant of God is not there to give you something new. It's there to, for you to discover who you are and what God has already placed in you. And that was what we describe as your potential. So what is inside of you that you do not know is there or you know is there but you don't know how to get it out? Do you understand? Because we prosper based on our potential and the coming to fruition of that potential. Because if you also have potential and it doesn't turn into anything, then you haven't prospered. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then that potential is of no use. Yeah. So when it says that believe in the prophet and you will prosper, it means that if you believe that God can use him or her to draw out, to help you, like I told you, nobody, every baby needs some sort of midwife to be able, every, to come out. And every mother, I believe that still it's only women who give birth, I believe despite everything that is being discussed, I'm still of the opinion that only women can give birth, not birthing persons or birthing people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to stick with what I still know until scripture tells me otherwise. Do you understand? So we prosper based on our potential and it's coming to fruition. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 10. We'll still read the Amplified. It says that he who descended is the very same as he who also has ascended high above all the heavens. That he and his presence might fill all things. Amen. Yeah. So it, mean, it says might fill all things. It means that. Is not everything that he and his presence is allowed to fill. It doesn't say shall. No, it means that if he's allowed, if he's allowed, if the opportunity is there, if he gets the chance, he will fill all things. That is why we can all be Christians. We can be Christians for how long? And some get full and some don't. Some find that, Christ is able to fill all various areas in their life. And you can see that some also, Christ hasn't filled all things. The whole universe from the lowest to the highest and his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. So the one that God is using to help you prosper, he is the one who has appointed and given them to us. You know, sometimes some of these things need to be taught and addressed because the body of Christ has also ha suffered issues with some of these men who have been appointed for us. But the fact that we have suffered issues with some of these men who have appointed 
have been appointed to us does not negate the fact that God has appointed men for us. And if you get angry with the men that, and women that God has appointed for you, you won't prosper. Even if some of them have been absolutely ridiculous, totally misbehaved, you think God doesn't know some have misbehaved. You think God doesn't have a plan of what he will do with them. That is not your business. Your business is to find the one that God has appointed for you and, and, and open yourself up to be able to prosper. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? You see, when you look at a prodigal son, and when you even look at children of today, you realize that those who try and are absolutely rebellious, they suffer more than those who, even if their parents are funny too straight, too this, but they know that their parents have a good plan for them, they end up doing well. And they only appreciate even some of the discipline way after the season of the discipline. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And I think that the church has to come back to the place where when you get saved and you are under a, a ministry or you have people who are looking after you, your spiritual life and all, you have to make sure that you are in a place and you're under a covering that you can believe. I don't even understand how somebody is angry with the pastor is in the church. There's something very wrong with you. There is absolutely something wrong with you. You are wasting your days, your months, and your years. Yeah, and sometimes they'll stay under that same place. Yeah. But you see, the point also is not that, well, if I don't like this pastor, I'm moving. Let me tell you, if you don't learn how to also trust that everything that's been done for you is good, you only move to go and find out that the situation has not changed. says God himself is the one who has appointed. This is a very, very important fact because sometimes instead of us trusting that God has appointed them for us, we want to mold them and shape them into who we think they should become. Pastor, yeah, I, I think that we should stop doing a midweek service because I think that, you know, offering actually should be free will. So I think you should cut the whole offering thing out and let people be led by the spirit as and when they are moved. You know, yeah. You know, I also even think that if we stop having, you know, all kinds of just crazy, and they say it with that conviction and confidence, because even sometimes they think that they, they feel that they are almost more anointed than the pastor. They feel that they have more grace than the pastor. You are reading now. <laughs> and these men that he has appointed, what were they? Some were apostles special messengers, some were prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. I feel like I qualify for all. I saw traveling minister, teacher, ah, yeah, special messenger, I don't know, like a postman. Eh? Verse 12, his intention for appointing and giving men to us was the perfecting and full equipping of the saints. For the perfecting and fully equipping. Because if you have, do you know that some people maybe have a nice voice? But honestly, if you don't get somebody to uh, train you, to mentor you, that amazing voice can die. In the wilderness. Yeah. One of the things I noticed very early in ministry is that a lot of the time, those who have really good voices also have very bad attitudes. Listen, I've told you that I have the microphone for a little while and I shall talk accordingly. Okay, yeah. yeah. And the more their gift is being recognized, the lousier their character becomes and their behavior. You see, and such a person, if you don't allow yourself to be mentored, equipped, that, you know, the fact that you are gifted doesn't mean you can talk to people anyhow. <laughs> Does not also mean that you are the only gifted one. 
because you would always find out that it doesn't take you very far. It doesn't, and then you will see that somebody whose voice is not that good, but will come under and allow themselves to be directed. Why well, this guy that we've been listening to for the last couple of months, I mean, the reality is that he has one of the lousiest voices. Sometimes he reminds me like the African version of uh, Kirk Franklin, his chief supporter. But look at the grace that is upon him. Then you see that there are some people too, when they release their first album, we can't even breathe. It's awesome. It's like nobody has passed the surface of this earth like you. And then they fade into the Red Sea. Fully equipping, which means that sometimes you'll be equipped a little and think you're good. Hmm. His consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministry toward building up Christ's body, the church. Listen, when we read 2 Chronicles 2020, you must come to realize that uh, God establishing you, God using his prophet to prosper you, it is because of his bride, his church. When we continue to read, it says that, verse 30 says that, that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. God is equipping us, God is preparing us that we will become more and more like him. That we will, our aim and our standard is Christ. Sometimes we are, our standard is each other. I serve in the house of God better, or I sing better, or I'm a more pure Christian and more holy and more righteous. That is not God's standard. It's much higher than that. Verse 14, so then we may no longer be children tossed to him. You know children, children's prospering is an extra McDonald's, is getting the gift, the McDonald's gift that they actually wanted and with the extra balloon and the, do you understand? And they are very, very excited. Yes, the season of the ch a child, when a child goes on holiday, you can literally, in fact, for the first few years of my children's life, I came to the realization that don't bother buying expensive gifts. That is a waste of your money. Because what moves them is not their value. Whew. Sometimes it's the color. It may be the cheapest item that you bought, you bought for them for Christmas, but that is the one that will keep the longest. You will see your very expensive gift lying there untouched unwanted. And then you see something that sometimes it will be even something that was thrown in by the shop as an extra and that becomes the mainstay all through the Christmas season. And they'll go to bed with it and they'll wake up with it and then they'll go and they'll and then all the big, big things are there. Yeah, for me, I thought that was a prayer answered. If you have children who don't like video games, computer games. You are a blessed parent. And that's one of the greatest blessings God gave us. I've never seen children who don't want any video game. They despise, they hated it. Would dash, they would literally take those, the first ones that came, what were they called? The square, small ones. Yes, yes. Yes, they gave it, they'll find a friend and dash it to the friend. <laughs> but what a blessing it was. In fact, do you know when I realized that it was a blessing? We had a young, uh, not a, a lady who brought her sons who were like in their mid-twenties. And the son had developed a twitch because of the consistency of playing video games. 
So his natural disposition now, when he's even standing there, is to. Yeah. Do you remember them? He got, he was about to get married and the girl he was about to get married to him just left him. Yeah, because her point was that out of the 24 hours, at least 20 hours is for playing video games. So she realized this one was a pointless, clueless. Yeah. Children cannot bring their potential to fruition. Children cannot develop their potential. They have to what? Grow. To and fro between chance gust of teaching and waving with every changing wind of doctrine. You see how we end up not prospering. When anything moves you, this is exciting. Some people's Christian life is so ridiculous because everything moves them. Everything moves them. Hmm. But you see, when you're maturing, you begin to have taste. You begin to know that you have options. You begin to become more selective. There is nothing lousy than those baby food they sell in the shops. Sometimes I tell the parents who give their children those things that when you open, the carrot uh, mix, they are are tasteless, horrible, bad smell. But that six-month-old baby or one-year-old baby does not have a choice. Does not have a choice. They will eat it. Till they discover. (laughs) The, The cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men, gamblers engaged in every shifting form of tricky in inventing errors to mislead. These are some of the things that hinder development of potential. Yeah, because sometimes you meet somebody that said, oh, this person was going to be a mighty man of God. Now you meet him, then he will tell us that he's of the Abrahamic clan. (laughs) Uh, He's of the black Israelite. He's of the, uh, the real Jews. Then you realize that we have landed in a very bad place. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, and folded in love. What happens? Let us grow up in every way and in all things into him. Tell somebody by you grow up. And tell the person grow up in every way. And tell the person, grow up in all things. Yeah. So you can find somebody who has now become a managing director of, so they say, so that's one area of his life that he's grown up. But the other part of his life is that he's still a video game addict. So he goes to work and quickly rushes home to, why are you shaking your head? Grow up in every way. Grow up in all things. Yeah. As a Christian, you have to grow up. You have to grow up. You cannot be a Christian that, you know, since you became a Christian, six years has come. Five years has come. You still don't know how to fast. You still can't share scripture with somebody. You still don't know how to talk to somebody about Christ. Grow up. In every way and in all things. You've been prayed over so that you'll be able to learn how to tithe. You've been taught about tithing. You have been given testimonies about tithing. You have getting it still. So when I get money. Hmm. Here, I have written here that deficiency or non-existence does not matter if you begin to grow up. So if you are deficient in in an area or if your Christian life or your spiritual work is non-existent, so long as you decide that I'm going to begin, I'm going to start, then 
you know that the deficiency is going to go down. Do you understand? You are not longer going to be in the category of the non-existent. There's a scripture in Job. The Bible says in Job 8 verse 7, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. So we all start from somewhere. In fact, there's a, a, the message Bible says, even though you are not much right now, you will end up better than ever. And that is means that if you have a servant of God that you know that God has brought him into your life to ensure that what you are not now, you will become. I believe that once you know that I have, I am, I don't know all of it, but I know that there's something that once you just begin to take that step, that if the Bible says that I will prosper, then it means that if I'm moving in a certain direction, that prospering will happen. So just taking that step of faith, in this season that we are talking about man talak, just beginning that every potential in me, I am ready for it to be drawn out, for it to be pulled out. One of the things that has died in your life is hopelessness. Because sometimes we don't have, it's like, as for me, God can't use me for anything. Or as for me, this life, I don't know what I can become. Do you understand? Yeah. You see, especially those of us who are like me, that we don't have any... Uh, what you call it, obvious gift, obvious talent, obvious capability, obvious capacity, obvious. we don't have, it's not obvious. <laughs> it takes faith to believe that there has to be something somewhere. It can't be that as for you, God gave you zero. Do you understand? Yeah. You see the gifted people, they are laughing. They, some of the people sitting here. They are surprised. Oh, no, no, no. So you can see that when God placed people in my life, I also believed that what they were leading me to do, what they were directing me, the advice they were giving me, you know, has brought me this far. So if you think there's something there, then you should also know that as you are being directed, as you are being helped, as you are being rebuked, as you are being corrected, all that is in you will also come out. Yeah, because we have moved from zero to wherever we are at. I mean, we still can't see all that there is, but we can see that we are, as I say, I am not what I used to be. <laughs> I'm not where I ought to be, whatever. All those theories, yeah. The Bible said in Genesis 26, 13, about Isaac, it says that, I'll read the Amplified, it says that, and the man became great, and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. Whilst others were struggling, others were suffering. For him, where he was, the wealth he was digging and the grace that had been given to him and because he was being led, that dig here, don't dig here. Yeah, everybody doesn't like this place, that's fine, but you stay here. Yeah, listen. Some of the greatest blessing in our lives is the ones who told us, stop it. Uh, the ones who told us, sit down. It's the ones who says, don't do that. It's the ones who even said, I will not give that to you. And what became? He says that, and the man became. So you are not, but you can become. Yeah. Oh, as for me, I don't think I'm ministry kind of person. As for me, I don't think I'm the kind that can really interact with people. I, I'm not a people's person. I'm not into, you know, I'm not really the kind that God can use. Listen, my history and my past, you know, if people find I don't even want me to mention God to them. What you are not, you can become. And not only become, it says that he became great and gained more and more. And you see, I'm teaching us all this and talking about all this to raise our level of belief that there is a lot in us to come out. There's a lot in us to come out. 
That is the basic fact. And the deception also is to realize that it doesn't matter how much comes out of you, there is still a lot more to come out. Today I met a lady who said she did um, a PhD in uh, astrophysics, something, something, something. And then then I said, uh, I said, wow, you've achieved so much. And she told me not yet. And I was saying in my head, what again? (laughs) What does it mean to have potential? Number one. Potential means capable of coming into being or action. Capable. It means it hasn't yet come into being, but it has the capacity to come into being. You see, when you come to appreciate some of these things, you realize that when it says you will prosper, it's not so far off from you. Yeah. It's not so far off from you. Rose, you are going to prosper to the point that we'll be walking around the streets of the UK and we'll just see lash cakes everywhere. I'm telling you, you know, she made such a beautiful cake for me on Sunday. That is one of the negative things about Rose's cake. The cake, they are not supposed to be cut. You're just supposed to look at them with your eyes. (laughs) So, for the first few hours, I spent the first few hours, I'll taking pictures of the cake from different, <laughs> from different angles. And advi- nobody should even touch it. Don't, don't, just stay away from the cake. Let it simmer. <laughs> yeah. Then I took the pictures. I took the pictures. Then I knew the people in my life who would be moved by these pictures. <laughs> but I was surprised that people that I didn't expect to be moved by the cake were actually moved by the cake. And I was trying to tell them, as they were like, can we have a number? Can we have a contact? I was like, hey, but you, you haven't even tasted the cake. They said they can sense their spirit in the cake. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you cannot afford not to begin to broaden your thoughts and what you can do. Capable of coming into being. Yeah. Why do we have, what's that place? Cake box, is it? Their cake is not as nice as yours. They just have a bigger name because somebody there had dared enough and had confidence enough. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is why we, as, not just as your pastors, but as your chief coach, managing director, <laughs> financial officer, CFO, hey, that one, Sasha is getting upset. He said, hey, who's taking my title? Sasha, nobody's taking your title. Nobody is taking your title. The next one is capacity for use or development. Capacity for use or development. You see, your value in life is measured and comparable to your, the extent to which you are useful. Is the extent to, you see, people can be working in the same place but get different salaries. Because of somebody's, their, 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 the extent to which they are needed. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Your capacity for use and also for development. And I think that that is one of the areas that as Christians we must grow into that we have to develop ourselves. If you want to do well in ministry, you want to do anything, you have to develop yourself. Yeah. You want God to use you. You have to develop yourself. Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. But yet you're always filled with food. At what time will you empty yourself so that the Holy Spirit too can fill you? Tell somebody. Tell somebody, I think that she's talking to you. Tell the person that at the end of May, 
try and at least start fasting now. Tell the person that it looks like your time is up. I remember last year when Ogechi for the first time had to join 100 hours prayer. First she came to give a, a, a disclaimer. I'm going to start, but I don't know how far I'm going. I'm not promising anything. I'm just going as we go. We're going to take it prayer by prayer. <laughs> I would have come this far by grace. Yeah. Then when we finished 100 hours, she was like, it's not such a big deal. Of course it's not such a big deal. And for all of us in this room and those of us watching online, you have capacity to develop. As a Christian, you have capacity to develop. Hey, as for me, I can't read my Bible for more than 10 minutes. As for me, I can't pray for more than 10 minutes. Hey, as for me, I can't be in church for more than... I can Listen, you have capacity to develop. You are more useful than you think, than you know. Nobody's development is easy. No, nothing that will cause you to prosper is easy. We have to remove that level of mentality where anything that appears difficult is one of the things that we don't need to do. After God, he hears us every time. We don't need to actually get up and pray. This kind of religious spirit. You see, the thing that is talking to you is laziness. Look at how Jesus was surprised that his very own men of God come pray for one hour. After he tried it, he tried it again. He said, okay, now sleep. <laughs> yeah, the way he's going, I realize that you have to just let you sleep. When I'm gone, you, nobody will tell you to pray. You, you will get up and pray. Have we seen how we struggle to have a consistent prayer life? But the potential to have a consistent prayer life is in you. It is there. Hmm. Potential is what you are not doing, but what you can do. What you are not. Sometimes, even though Reverend and Cole laughed at me for so long, and before him, my music teacher laughed at me for so long, and before my music teacher, you know, all the people in my life who should have actually moved me to also have some musical grace did not do a very good job. I still have this inner that... If I get the real good music director in my life, they'll bring out the music potential in me. Amen. Oh, thank you for who said amen. Even when we were missions and you would think that now you are desperate, you don't have singer, you don't, this is all you have. Encourage and no, still. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing was that the ones that also came, we're none the wiser <laughs> and none the better. <laughs> one of them, that particular one, she didn't know the words of any song. Hey. I don't know she ain't of this. Hey. <laughs> she just, I was like, what is na na na? Which way is that? Yeah, and then she'd be like, lift up your hands, lift up your hands too. <laughs> yeah, but she was the praise and worship leader. And I'm sitting there with all my potential inside of me. Oh! Uh, yeah. Tell somebody what you are not doing is something you can actually do. What you are not, but can become. So what you are not doing that you can do, what you are not that you can become. It's too late. Too late. That season has long gone. Even Sally and Rose and Kodo don't even allow me, so that season has long gone. <laughs> what you can become and what you can do in the future if you start now. 
Do you know how many times we like finished products? Yeah. If you go and you see maybe a really nice dish you like being cooked, you, you can easily not think that this food is going to be some very nice rice and peas or some very nice, you know, jollof rice or some very nice whatever. If you go and you see them cleaning the chicken, isn't it washing the chicken? I pray that when you're cooking, you wash your chicken. Eh? I've been told that some people don't wash their chicken, but it's not a good thing. Please wash your chicken. Yeah. In fact, some people bath, some people bath their chicken. <laughs> yeah. But you have to start now. This season that we are talking about bringing out all that is, uh, this is not the season say, oh, I'm learning, I'm listening. No. This is that season to also begin to implement. I'm going to start praying. I'm also going to take part in the 5.30 a.m. prayer. I'm also going to try and at least join the lunch hour prayer that I, I can. I'm also going to try and see if I can do a little work in the house of God. I'm also going to try and see. Maybe I can't say a whole lot, but if I can even say hello to somebody and say, oh, would you come to church with me on Sunday? I'm also going to try and see. If you start now, you will see what you can do and what you can become. Yeah. 25 years ago, I used to be outside of the church and sort of, oh, thank you for visiting. Oh, would you like a cup of tea? We hope you visit us again. Yeah. I never equated it that one day I'll hold the microphone and tell you that I can't sing. But if you start at some point, you'll become what is it? Do you understand? So I'm telling Rose that we want to see lush cake signboards everywhere. You have to begin now. You have to go and look for places. I say, if I were to open a cake shop, where would I like my cake shop to be? Do you understand? And don't go and choose funny places. Find nice places. Go to Selfridges and see, would they like my cake? Give them some for free. There's no way they'll eat that cake and say, come, say, hey, come back here. Come, come back here. <laughs> what did you say? Your cakes were called again? Yeah. You have to. I am telling you that this week, go and get a patent. Is it patent? Whatever. For some of these, like lash cakes, it has to be, sorry, trademark. Yes, lash cake must be a trademark. Yeah, and get a, you know, a logo for it that is recognized worldwide. Listen, I have a very good friend in uh, South Africa. She was so good at cakes that they used to order her cakes from Canada. Yeah, I remember she made a cake for somebody's wedding something. It was $10,000. Cake, cake, cake. Cake, Rose, you are, your cake is nicer than her cake. I'm sorry, I, I, she may be, I'm sorry, but it's true. I'll bring some of the cake to South Africa. You realize that Rose's cake. <laughs> yeah, $10,000 cake. What would make somebody pay that amount for Yeah, the, the cake sat in first class <laughs> and they took the cake to go and cut. I mean, and the thing about cake is that it will finish <laughs> and you have a cake board left. Hmm. Tell somebody I'm going to start now. I'm going to start now. I don't know what area, what it is. Some of us, we can't listen to uh, messages. We can't spend time with God. Start now. Start now. Start now. You are capable, having potential means that you are capable of doing a lot of things you don't know about now. You are capable of doing a lot of things that you don't know about now. Can you imagine that you come to find out that you can actually fly a plane? Which was one of my initial professions in life. I, you see, as I study on this, I realized that I didn't have good mentors and things in my life. Yeah, because I wanted to be a soldier by the time I was about nine. I wanted to join the army, specifically to wear the camouflage, because my friend's father was a major, and every time he came to visit, the, I said, this uniform I will wear. I didn't realize that it means that you have to go to boot camp, and there was a whole process which... <laughs> 
They, they, they probably would not even allow me. You know, so this my friend, by the time we were about 11, she gave me advice that this soldier thing, you have to get it out of your head. <laughs> because walking from the dining area just to the hostel, she realized my struggle. Realized that this, this, this camouflage, you will never wear it. <laughs> just, you know. And I quickly pivoted. And I said, I want to be a pilot. Ah, I want to be a pilot. And I asked what are some of the requirements for being a pilot. They said physics. So I said, oh, I'm going to be a pilot. Then my physics teacher and others who are supposed to bring that grace out in me, we went for a, a school, whatever, trip, and they realized that I can't cross a bridge. <laughs> And they also realized that, and they also realized that I can't look down above a certain height. They said, forget it, forget it. <laughs> Do you get it? Forget it. <laughs> so obviously, you can't be afraid of heights and be flying a plane. <laughs> you and all your passengers may not make it. <laughs> Oh dear. But you see, all those things were because nobody harnessed my potential. <laughs> May that not happen to you. <laughs> but also, I have to give a disclaimer that you also must know that the things that you are not and cannot become. <laughs> I cannot become a man. And some of you who want to play football can never play football. <laughs> There are forces against your developing your potential and becoming in that area. That is also something you must know. That the devil will fight your potential. Some of us, we struggle with sin because we have a grace to be ministers. Haven't you realized, especially in the music department, they struggle with sin. There's a Luciferic. <laughs> anointing that can fight them. And in fact, the more gifted and talented they are, the more promiscuous they can become. But you see, when you have an awareness that there is something in me that must be protected from this. And you see, sometimes the devil will not use people far off. They'll use people who are familiar with you. They'll use relatives, friends. You know, like how we are encouraging Rose now, trademark again. She can easily go into another environment and maybe with this fire and this excitement and maybe mistakenly go and have a conversation with them, you know, that I think I'm going to take. And be like, hey, calm down. Small cake now. You have to come. <laughs> you know, we be, I know we told you your cake was nice, but please, please, please. We are, oh, please, you know. Yeah. And sometimes they don't mean to. Sometimes they don't mean to. Yeah. But in their response to you, it can discourage you. It can keep you where you are. It can prevent you from doing more. It can prevent you from pushing yourself. And that's how potential dies. That's how potential dies. And that is why even those of us that God may give us that opportunity to become those that should guide and help you we also have to be conscious of it. Okay, we'll do one or two more. Then we, yeah. Remember that your potential is a seed which actually contains a forest. And that is one of the uh, themes through Matthew 13. You realize that all the seed parables there always resulted, the ones that recognized their value ended up in plenteous. 
if we have time as the weeks run, we might look at Matthew 13. Your potential is a seed. Your potential is also a land that can be cultivated to produce a lot. Land is land. It only depends on what you use it for. Do you know that? Proverbs 28, verse 19, the Amplified, it says that he who cultivates his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless people and pursuits will have poverty enough. How many of you think this is a nice scripture to remember? If you follow worthless people, you will end up in poverty. We'll have enough poverty. Proverbs 28, 19. Yeah, give us the amplifier. He who cultivates his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless people and worthless pursuits will have poverty enough. Time is time. Opportunity is opportunity. You can either use it following worthless people or you can use it to cultivate and have a harvest. But it's the same time. How many of us are here this evening spending our time? Have you been blessed coming to hear what you're hearing? But at the same time, somebody has used it to watch one or two seasons of something on Netflix. Still time, still used, still gone. Yeah. Wetless pursuit. Or you can also use it to cultivate a land and have plenty. Remember that so that you value what you spend your time on. You value what you spend your energy on. Those of you who are organizing Ignite, a season is going to come that you realize that what a blessing it was to rise up, to go and organize, to follow our people, to invite people, to gather people. And then you see their lives transformed and you say that that was a time well spent. There are people in the same year that you are in, sitting on the same course that you are in. The last week, whilst you have been going up and down, organizing t-shirts, organizing a venue, organizing the trying to uh, day to day, been having sex with strange people every day. Worthless pursuit. By the time souls have been worn on Friday, they've also caught various diseases. <laughs> 